0: Well, hello there. I'm Jason Zook. This is Caroline Zook, and you're listening to Wandering Aimfully, the show, a podcast where we explore different topics. It's also a YouTube show, so if you're watching on YouTube, don't be confused that you're missing out on it just being a podcast because you're not. You're watching on YouTube. Congratulations on yourself. You're great.
1: (laughs) Your podcast voice is really freaking me out. Okay, guys, in this episode, we are talking about a topic um, that we have many frequent in-person discussions about, which is self-worth and social media Ooh. and how the two are related and we talk about likes and we talk about followers and we talk about unhealthy relationships with social media and we talk about trying to get people to like your kid on social media we, we talk about a lot of things yeah but we know that this is a topic that in this 21st century world a lot of us deal with so we hope that it gives you a lot to chew on mentally and we hope you enjoy it
0: but if social media doesn't exist and you're watching this in the 22nd century mm-hmm. then just skip and go to another episode. Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment.
1: This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt. All with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention.
0: Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. bing. I mean, well, not bing because it's just getting started. But watch this. Turning the sound on today. That just
1: reminded me of Snoo. Remember that song? Yeah. Dun, da, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, I already. Dun, dun,
0: yeah. It's. Dun, dun. I'll put it in there for everybody. Don't okay. you worry.
1: Before we get started, can I tell everybody about my hair decision?
0: Oh sure. Yes. Yeah.
1: Guys. This is the reality of what this looks like most of the time. and I have to be honest with you, I've been lying to you. Oh wow because every time we record one of these I typically do my hair uh-huh. and it gives the impression that that's what it looks like and it doesn't.
0: Now when you say do my hair that's like
1: to shower 30 in.
0: to 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that no includes, I just am saying like, oh okay that includes showering like it's dry and then I curl it usually or do something to it. And this time, I was just like, I can't. I'm so exhausted. And Jace was like, Why don't you just wear your hair? Just be you. And it's just let your hair
0: be itself. Also,
1: one of my like anxiety ticks recently is like I play with my hair a lot because it just I feel dizzy, so it's like a way of self soothing. So my hair gets greasy like that. So I want you to know I did shower yesterday, but (laughs) um, which is pretty good for me. And um, but so my hair isn't. So this
0: is the state of affairs. This is the
1: state of affairs. I had to just.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Put there's no, there's newspapers. no headband today to like. Well, that's hide. what you
1: said. You go wear the headband. I was like, you know what? No.
0: <laughs> not I'm even good. gonna have that I'm be a even lie. Gonna,
1: I'm not. Gonna, I, the lies have got to stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of, I think that's actually a really great transition into social media is a lie.
1: You better believe all my photos on social media have my hair done. That's not true. No. Instagram okay, so Instagram.
0: where this conversation actually originated was. Uh, An article came out on The Verge and probably other places, but I saw it on The Verge first because it's where I get the only news that I get out of anything, and I skip over any political news at all. So it's really just tech news that I'm looking for. And the title of the post was Instagram will test hiding public like counts in Canada that on a photo that you post or that you see in, in your feed, it won't say 60 people like this. It'll just say a heart and then a couple people named that like this.
1: It'll say people?
0: Yeah, so it says people's names. so it's like the liked by, and then it has the name and more. Oh, liked
1: by, yeah. but then it doesn't.
0: It doesn't have the okay. actual number.
1: Okay.
0: And I think this is fantastic. As someone who has been on the train of taking a break from social media since 2014, mm-hmm. before social media detoxes were in vogue, and bug loved and bug they're great <laughs> never gonna get it never gonna get it never gonna get it never gonna get it never gonna get
1: it never gonna
0: get it never gonna get it but what
1: was this? That's the in vogue? That's in vogue.
0: vogue? Yeah, okay. when things are in vogue. Oh, wow, what's up? Something's in vogue? Yes it is. <laughs> Anywho. Dude,
1: you have to put up that emoji that's this emoji. Which I'll is put now, up
0: whatever emoji I want. Which is now forever, Don't tell me how to direct and produce and is edit these episodes. now the in
1: vogue emoji. You're okay. just
0: the talent. You just get out of your trailer with your hair done and you show up and here's who you are. <laughs>
1: Can't even do that
0: anymore. <laughs> anyway. I've been on the bandwagon of social media detoxes for a couple of years now. We actually have the number 1 post on Google when it relates to social media detox, which is not meant to be a shout out. It's just meant to be this is how important it is for us. This is something that we really believe in. Sure. And I love this idea. I really fundamentally of the
1: hiding the light
0: think that social media metrics are really affecting us in a negative way and and it causes a lot of dictation of behavior. It causes a lot of self-worth thoughts, which we want to talk about. And to be able to remove that number, I think is so important because just getting to see that someone likes something of yours is totally fine. We don't need the number. The number it, it influences decisions. It, it also makes you think, like, "Oh, was this good? Was this bad?" It could have been a timing thing. It could have been an algorithm thing. It really has no actual weight on your self worth. So okay. I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts.
1: I also have a lot of thoughts. Everything that you just said, I agree with, uh, and I would like to explore those topics further because I agree that you know the metrics and the things like our human brains get so caught up on it, and we we start to measure ourselves and our work and our content and our curated lives, like we asso- associate these quantities to that. And yeah. so it, also- as you said, it reinforces negative behavior. No, you were talking, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what's what's your keyword?
0: Um, uh, doesn't ma- doesn't
1: matter, fine. wasn't that That's good? Fine. But what I will say is, and this is what I was trying to communicate, which I'm gonna try to do a better job. I'm not sure how it'll go. I wanna dig into the psychology of this and the logistics of this for a second, because, When I decide to, when I'm going through my feed on Instagram and I want to like something, I don't look, I don't look at the number of likes that a thing has before I decide to double tap it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know that it'll change the behavior from the user's perspective of what they decide to like and what they don't. However, I think what you're talking about is you as the owner of the account, not being able to see the amount of likes. However, then again, I'm like putting myself in the shoes of somebody experiencing this. I'm still seeing on my little heart notifications. You know what I mean? I'm still seeing like an instant gratification and...
0: Totally, but it's not a measurement against whatever that thing is and how you feel about it. So let's just take a very concrete example. example. So for for example, for my account, uh, I've been posting less on Instagram as we've gone by in years. I'll post nicer photos that our friend Jen took of us. I'll post fun moments that we've done that involve donuts, which always get a lot of love. And those will average somewhere between 100 and 200 likes, somewhere like that. And that makes me feel good because I feel like, oh wow, like a lot of people like this. That's a lot to me. I remember when it was only 20 people. But then I posted a photo of me in a tree and it got 70 likes and it just makes me think like, oh, was that photo not well composed enough? Was it not interesting enough? Like. I actually thought it was kind of a fun thing. And, and those are the thoughts that I have, but they don't influence my decisions. Like I didn't not post that photo or I didn't take it down, or it's not gonna stop me from posting a similar photo in the future because I don't personally care about the number of likes. But the real world example that I'm giving here is, I think a lot of people would see the lower liked photo and go, oh crap, I'm gonna either delete that or I'm not gonna post something like that.
1: The, from the user's perspective. From
0: the user's perspective. Because you pay attention to that. And I think so many people who no, are watching this no, will don't. agree with that, that the amount of likes dictates the content that they post.
1: I totally agree with you. I'm just saying what's so funny is I don't... What I'm questioning is I don't know if this mechanism is going to fix that. But it, Because you're going to be able... To, I still guarantee you there's some way that you can go into your analytics. For sure. And
0: yeah, yeah. It. So the, the way that this does work, the way that they change this just in Canada, uh, is that you click into the insights of a post and you can see the number of likes.
1: And I think that hum- the human curiosity is going to lead somebody to look at that. I
0: Totally, but I, yeah, and I think the whole point of bringing this up and talking about this is, this is the first step where a platform has taken the initiative to go, hmm, something could be affecting people here and having some type of mental toll that we, We know that we started with, but we probably know that's causing issues. And it's because research and studies are coming out that you get the same dopamine rush from checking your likes and getting people to like your things on social media as you do when you do cocaine. It's proven.
1: I totally agree with you. I just, I guess, what my position is sort of like. I don't know if you can put the genie back into the bottle.
0: I don't know that you can put the genie back into the bottle because, either. Oh, great one who summons me! I stand by my oath, loyalty to wishes three. Hashtag spawn. Hashtag ad. Guys, go out and see Aladdin
1: in theaters.
0: I'm just kidding. We have because
1: no. now everybody who. Instagram has matured to the point now where everybody knows that feeling of posting something that gets a dramatically lower like count relative to your average likes and posting something that goes gangbusters and you didn't expect it to. And everybody knows the good feeling that that represents when something does well and the less than feeling that it represents when something doesn't get as many likes. And I just think that we know those feelings now, so we can't just like take it away and think that people are not gonna, that are just, people now are gonna go back to posting like photos of their food with a weird vignette. Well, and and I don't don't
0: think it's necessarily that. And I do think that there is something to be said here for if you're in the beginning of your journey on social media and you're trying to just kind of like feel your way through posting content and seeing what resonates with people, the light count can be an indicator of what people actually do care about. Right. So that that can matter. However, the algorithm behind the scenes is already taking into account all this on your behalf without you even knowing. So I think the determining factor of what would show up in people's feeds is gonna be done no matter what you see of the likes or not. And and I think the the bigger point here that I really see this as a positive move, even though I don't think, I think you're right, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. I could just make you a prince. Oh, no. Y'all see my palace? (laughs) Aladdin in theaters now. (laughs) Is that these platforms need to take ownership of, hey, we're playing some pretty risky psychological games yeah. here that are leading to people committing suicide. I mean, like really drastic stuff yeah. because of how much their self worth is tied to these personalities, their identities, and online. these
1: quantifications. I didn't want to distract there on the like the logistics of it. I just I wanted my I just wanted everyone to see that like I don't know if it's going to solve the problem. And, but yeah, but, I
0: think it's just it's the first step in that direction that we've seen.
1: Yes. Um, what I was going to say though, is I remember one specific example that brings this like really hits home for me is I remember there was a news story that kind of got picked up a while ago because like a mommy blogger had posted, let's say, I think the story was like, she had like three kids or something like that. Let's say, and she posted a photo of like her youngest child and was like, Hey guys, it's Hayden Hayden's birthday today blah, 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 blah. He doesn't normally get the amount of like li- I- likes as my other kids. And I normally, whenever I post his photo Ugh. and he's just such a sweet boy and like, can you guys give him some likes for his birthday? Because when he grows up, I don't want him to look back at these photos and think what's wrong with me. Oh and I'm my like, gosh. I'm like putting myself in the shoes of that mom. And I'm like, the answer to your problem is not to coax people into giving validation to your son. It's to maybe take a step back and go, oh my God, maybe put highlighting my kids on social media and with and truthfully without their consent in right. order to make them vulnerable to to validation and to other people's opinions and to, they are going to measure their worth based on likes because whether you realize it or not, you are measuring their worth based yeah. on likes. And it was just like, oh my God. And it made me think twice like about, I don't know, I think... I don't want to get off subject in terms of, like, whether to share Well, we kids. stay
0: very on topic on this podcast, so <laughs> well, like, do not.
1: It made me think twice about wanting to, whenever we do decide to have kids, like, have, like, a very conscious conversation about how much how we do we share? How we can get share, them more likes. How we can make them famous.
0: Oh, also I did want to mention this. Uh, that is a good point. I don't are being want to, sarcastic. I don't want to skirt over that. When I searched Instagram likes Canada to find this article, uh-huh. the second result is by Instagram followers and likes from 190 starting at 199.
1: No, I say we do it. Like
0: this is so I, I, this story of the mom and the kids is, is such an incredible example of the way that these platforms, the way that social media has warped, how we present ourselves in the world. And I know that we've both been through this. I know that people watching this have probably been through this. It does influence what you do online as your person that you're sharing. And that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Because then you start to have these feelings and we've all read these stories where it's like these people who we look you look at who maybe are famous or whatever and they have this perfectly curated life and then you find out that they're miserable they're on drugs they're whatever and you know i don't know i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to just this is your brain this is drugs (laughs) this is your brain on drugs lump everybody in that but i'm just saying like it does get to that bad And you see this curated perfect life where someone's self-worth is so tied into the person they present online and that's not who they are in real life
1: and i'm not gonna lie you guys like we're we're not above the law when it comes to this like i was just thinking to myself i do miss the days when i could feel completely comfortable just posting a picture of our lives or posting a piece of art that like a new technique i was trying or something and i wouldn't think twice about it but again now It's matured to this place where you want to protect yourself from, from that disappointment of sharing a bit of your life that other people don't validate as much as maybe other things. And so it hurts. you're like, oh, that's weird. Like that's, I guess that's not what people want to see. They want to see the, the, the photo shoot version of me or whatever. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like I too curate my feed and wish that I could go back to a time where I felt confident enough.
0: Well, why don't you?
1: Why don't I? I, Let's get really honest. Why don't I? I think because I like the feeling of having a very curated feed that people like. I I think I don't because over time, the data has shown me what people respond to. And so I can't help but want to have that entire feed all things that people respond to you know what i mean
0: do you think the end game there is because if the feed is not good enough then
1: people will unfollow or leave people
0: unfollow they'll leave they won't buy your art or whatever like it leads to those things I, i do
1: think so that's some of it of like it's the marketing part of my brain that's like, oh, I'm doing myself a disservice by diluting the speed. But, and I'm not going to say, I will say I'm somewhere in the middle, right? Like, I don't obsess over follower counts. I don't obsess over light. Do you know how many anymore. followers you have? I used to. Um,
0: Specifically on Instagram, because it's really the only thing you use.
1: Not off the top of my head. It's something five. Eighteen
0: 18,500.
1: It is? Yeah. I looked at oh, it. Oh, I was going to say 12. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I looked it up before this. So
1: that surprises me. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Um, Okay. See, even that, I'm like, great, good for me. Um, No, but like, for example, here's a, a good example of where I feel like I fall in the middle, where it was your birthday on Wednesday. And I knew I wanted to share publicly, like a birthday message to you. And I know, A, it's a little bit like, I know people like behind the scenes of like our lifestyle, but B, I don't share a lot of, um, you on my feed it's a lot of my art and my personal
0: missed opportunity for being honest yeah. if you want to curate that feed and get more followers so i,
1: I was like okay i'm gonna put up a birthday message but and i was like i know this isn't it's not like i know this isn't gonna do well i know not because people are used to seeing art from me or whatever and um but on the other hand and i was like well that's not gonna stop me from posting it but on the other hand of that i was like i at least want to get a photo that visually fits in with my color scheme on my feed <laughs> So that's stupid but um it's as a person who cares about aesthetics it's kind of satisfying you know yeah
0: i do think that there's something to be said for the difference of the curation of the feed for putting stuff up that you know that people will like as opposed to the curation of the feed based on an aesthetic that you like yeah and so my example for that is like the minimalists. you know they have a really interesting visual curated feed and it doesn't necessarily fe- i mean I guess in their case it does feel a little bit perfect because so many of the photos are perfect photos. But it, I don't know, there's just something different about it there than I, when I look at someone who, like they're just a small business or whatever and like every photo has to be the most perfect photo or these all different things and there's no realness to it. Right. And you can look through some of that stuff and you can really see through the fact that they're not just trying to have an aesthetic, they're trying to show something that is not actually real which is like this perfect thing. And I don't know, so I, I, we are already getting close to being done with this episode time-wise. I wanted to actually try and talk to people about removing their self-worth from social media because I do feel like we've done that. At least I know I have done that. Well,
1: it's a journey, right? But we've consciously engaged yeah. in that journey, for so sure.
0: So let's, let's do that for the last couple of minutes on how we feel like we've done that.
1: Okay. Um, for me, the when it really started was when I did my daily art project in 2016 because I noticed myself... When you post a piece of something every day, you can't help but kind of quantify everything and pay attention to it. And I found myself, I would post something and then I would refresh and refresh and do that thing. And I- did you had w- your
0: notifications on at the time too. No, I didn't. Oh, I remember we were in the Poway house. I remember. Ooh, drama, marriage drama.
1: Wow, you guys, I blocked it out. Um,
0: I only remember because at a certain point in that project, you turned them off. And I remember it was like a big move for you because you'd always had them on.
1: Yeah, that must have been because I guess that was the first like two months, and then we moved to. Um,
0: we made it through, guys. Oceanside. Look at that. So, Babe, we did it. So
1: that's marriage amazing, too. Marriage, okay. marriage, marriage Moment. Marriage
0: Moment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll take a hint. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: It's fine. No, no, try maybe again. in post. Try again. Maybe
0: in post, they'll make oh my it look God, like. You're sweaty. Oh, I'm sorry. Post, maybe in post, Come we'll here. look like we're in love. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what kind of editing I can do. <laughs> No no, try. That's it good. Nah, that's all right. Yeah, it's good. Hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, good to be on this pod <laughs> Guys, with you. So, Subscribe, go see Aladdin in so theaters now. <laughs>
1: So I'm so sorry. I like that I'm reusing this thinking. Aladdin joke. I know. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Um, sponsored by we have,
0: We're close I know. in I'm sorry. To I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, so I didn't even remember. I had notifications on, so that was probably step one. Step two was like, you know what? I'm only going to check in like once or twice a day. And that was a big move for me, but I just knew that I was getting to a place where it was unhealthy. And also it was affecting my work because I had to do this daily project and I was starting to overthink things. And so um, that also though, doing a daily project helps you get over the idea of posting something imperfect. Yeah. Because you're just like, well I'm gonna post something again tomorrow. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was the beginning of it for me.
0: Uh, I think my No
1: notifications. My no biggest
0: checking, thing was the social obsessive. media detox first. So taking a break completely for 30 days. Uh, if you want to read about that, wanderinggameplay.com slash detox. And that was huge for me to to detach from it and go, hold on a second, number one, nothing fell apart. Like my biz- our businesses kept going people still contacted me through email and other means like I didn't completely fall off the earth which is I think so much of what social media can make us feel like like if we're not here and connected everyone's going to forget we exist
1: yeah I found myself doing the detox also like when I started struggling with all this anxiety in January I took like two months off I think but I now it's the reverse like now if I if I'm off for long enough I get this like rush of like oh, the world is moving on without me and yeah. I don't give an F. Like it,
0: Wow, you censored it, yourself this episode. It stuff, feels so. good. We had a good running... Uh, f on? Yeah.
1: It feels good to not be caught up in the the noise of what everybody is just like... you, And you sort of do feel like you're drifting backwards and you're starting to see that it's just... The whole world is just on a hamster wheel. Yeah. And they're just like... Ah! oh, I can step outside of this actually.
0: The other thing that I wanted to touch on that I did was I quit Facebook completely. And that to me was I think one of the biggest removals of my self worth being tied to a social network because so much of my identity came from Facebook. It was where like in college I started Mm -hmm. to to, like, it it came about then, I met friends through there, I built a business through there with I Wear Your Shirt. I created so many connections and so many things and it felt so intertwined to who I was. And I had to break that connection because otherwise I just would stay in these traps of, I, I remember staring at the box to post a new photo or message or whatever, trying to think of something that would get likes. It wasn't to think of something to share of worth. It was just thinking, what could I post I that like would get that. a lot of likes. Yeah. And that is, I think a really relatable feeling to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that you have to ask yourself, is this really worth it? Like, do I actually need to be here? Because I could spend all these hours I'm scrolling through the feed, checking things, messaging people, liking stuff, like whatever, getting lost in the world of Facebook. And I could put that towards better things. I yeah. could put that towards my business, towards my relationships, towards other things. And that was really a big turning point for me too.
1: For sure. And to answer your question of like, well, how, how do you do that? Or how are some things to do that? And for me, it's really about coming back to this shift in mindset from external validation to internal validation. And you've probably heard me talk about this in the past, but it's about from achievement, which is like an external thing, to alignment, which is an internal thing. And this can apply even to social media because I know achievement sounds like, you know, getting promotions and stuff, but achievement is like, oh, the next milestone in my followers or the next light count or whatever those things are. And when you stop doing things motivated by achievement or by external validation other people saying oh yeah this is good or oh yeah i want to follow you and you shift it back to yourself and for me alignment alignment is just about looking inward and going okay what do i want to be sharing out of out of my soul like it's it's much more it stems less from a place of lacking, like you're chasing something, and more from a place of overflowing, like you're sharing something, like it's coming from inside and it doesn't matter what kind of validation it's met with because the validation that you need is internal and it's just, I wanna share this and I wanna, like for me, my art, like, oh, I have this message that's been on my mind today. I wanna help somebody out there or I wanna get this out of my head. And so I'm always constantly trying to check back in and going, okay, what does alignment look like for me now? And am I, am I sharing that? And so, for example, when I wanted to come back to social media after my break, I was like, I'll know I'm ready to come back. When my thought is not like, should I come back now? It's, oh, I have this thought that I've, that's been on my mind for the past couple of days. And I have this piece of art that I want to share. So again, for me, for whatever reason, the, the really impactful visual is you're not chasing something, you're sharing from a place of overflow.
0: Yeah, no, and I think the, the last thought that I had about this was, just to ask yourself, like, are you showing up outside of social media? Are you showing up for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones, for your community, for your customers, whatever those things are. And if you are, measure your self-worth on those things, not on some digital pats on the back that you're getting through likes or retweets or any of this stuff, because that stuff is, it's so fleeting and it's it's completely made up as opposed to like the real world applications of, hey, you're a good person, I love you, I wanna mm-hmm. spend time with you. That feels better and should fuel you longer than, hey, here's my third child, please like them so that they feel liked.
1: And it's fickle, like if you see all this drama that's going on right now, like topical, topical, with like the YouTube world and things like that, you see how quickly those followers, like you feel like those people will love you forever, you feel like those people will support you forever, but they're just waiting for the next drama to come along so that they can Hop off the bandwagon and hop onto something else. And so you can't put all of your self-worth into something that is so ephemeral. Yeah. You know, it has to be grounded and rooted in something a lot more real. So, but I hope, I hope we've given you some examples that show you that it's not like we think we're above this by any means. It's not like we have it all figured out. It's a very human thing. Like the people who create these networks know the human psychology behind it. Um, But as long as you're constantly checking back in with yourself and asking yourself these questions, I feel like you have the ability to to have a more healthy relationship with it.
0: What do you think, Carol? You wanna Google some stuff for some people? Yes, please. All right, so I Googled some things for you guys at home and for my wife here because this is my full-time job now. I'm your wife. I decided I would find seven common misconceptions.
1: Okay, and I have to guess all seven?
0: I think I'm just gonna share them with <laughs> you and you can give me your feedback. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> my feedback on that is, no. How about we, pl- we sort of play like password and you give me a keyword and I just get one guess
0: at what it at what the, at what the misconception,
1: misconception is. is all right I like it because I like games good job thank you way
0: to be a party parrot too all right <laughs> fortune cookies
1: common misconception that they originated from China
0: this is true fortune cookies See how much fun this is? are not Chinese. Despite yeah. them being handed out in many Western-based Chinese restaurants at the end of meal. At the end of meals these days, a fortune cookie is not from China. Rather, it was brought to the US by the Japanese. What? They are rarely found in China and are often seen as a symbol of American cuisine.
1: Who's surprised?
0: Makes sense. This
1: is cultural appropriation.
0: Can you but, put this down? Let's make a lot of noise. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah.
1: But, um, Here's what is the most confusing to me about that, the Japanese? Why why didn't they decide to put it in Japanese restaurants?
0: I don't know. Uh, Second misconception, the Buddha. The Buddha. Yeah.
1: Misconception is, he was fat.
0: The Buddha was not fat! The popular image of the fat laughing Buddha with the big friendly belly is completely inaccurate. Are you
1: kidding me? This
0: is actually a 10th century folk hero in Chinese lore called Budai, and the two have been confused over time. In fact, Buddha was an... An... Uh, aesthetic that Ascetic? That's Ask-a-tick? a tough word. I'm throwing that one up on screen Hold for on. all you wordies at home. What are you doing? Oh, look up? You gonna do a little look up?
1: Ask-a-tick ascetic characterized by or suggesting Acedic.
0: the ascetic isn't that ascetic ascetic <laughs> this is fun to watch
1: characterized by or suggesting the practice of severe self-discipline guys word of the day ascetic
0: ascetic in fact the Buddha was an ascetic who prayed under a lotus tree eating almost nothing to achieve enlightenment wow that's yeah. fine all right third one
1: okay
0: twinkle twinkle little star
1: that it was about a star it's not
0: Twinkle Twinkle Little Star was not composed by Mozart. It has been widely whispered that the classic children's song was composed by the Austrian musician when he was five years old. Actually, it originated from a French folk song, which Mozart composed variations of when he was 25 and 26.
1: Mozart. Steal with pride. You know? My nose.
0: You're fine. Uh, Vikings.
1: Were from... Norway.
0: Common misconception about Vikings, they did not wear horns on their helmets. An iconic image for identifying the invaders, there is no historical evidence that that is accurate. In fact, the horns on helmets of Vikings come from an opera scene. That's where they originated from.
1: No way! Yeah.
0: Alright, two more misconceptions.
1: Wonder who the person is that was like, let's just put horns on
0: there. I think it's Richard Wagner, the guy who put it in an opera scene. Wagner. But Ooh, ugh, my bad. Cultural. I think
1: so. Not the sure. The Great
0: Wall of I thought China. So I am not
1: sure. Great Wall of China. Common misconception is that it's a mile long.
0: Okay, I think it's way longer than a mile oh. long. Uh, the Great Wall of China is not the only human-made object visible from, from space. space. None of the Apollo astronauts reported seeing any specific human-made object from the moon. Even Earth-orbiting astronauts can barely see it. City lights, however, are easily visible on the night side of Earth from orbit. All right, final misconception, Napoleon.
1: That he was short.
0: Common misconception, Napoleon was not short. What? The little corporal's height was recorded in French at five feet two inches, which when converted to English feet is five foot seven. This is in fact slightly taller than the average Frenchman at the time.
1: What? What um measurement was five two French and feet French feet are different than American I mean feet? have
0: you seen French people obviously. No. Okay. I don't know if that's... That was a fun game. Anything to say. I like that. Fun anyway, fact. we Googled some stuff for you. Hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you enjoyed this little chat on self-worth and social media. And, you know and maybe it'll change your behavior a little bit, make you think about some things. I would highly recommend doing a detox that will really detach you from social media. Even if it's just a couple of days, a weekend, start there, then try and get to like 30 days.
1: And we want you to know that you are already worthy. And you don't need you really other people to like you on Except media. for your
0: third kid. I just think like... If no one's liking him on Instagram, why have him at all? I feel so bad for my kid. Oh, that's I really hope she terrible. That post. That's really terrible. Yeah, don't do that. Anyway, we love your faces. We'll see you in the next episode. Caroline's hair. It was great, wasn't it? Wasn't it great?
1: Comment below. Do you want me to do my hair or not do my hair? Don't comment below. I'm going to be so self conscious. Just say nice things. Never mind. I'm worthy without it. Oh, God. I'm melting.